episode 15 here of the Red Letter Day podcast. No new podcast last week as I was down in West Palm Beach, Florida, which we're going to talk about. But there's a new episode this week. And this week is what matters. Had a great time last week. Um, did a lot of things. We hung out by the beach, hung out at the pool. Went down to Miami to go see the Marlins play the Nats. Um, went kayaking, which was a ton of fun. Now, I've been kayaking before, um, but I've never been... I've never gone somewhere to go kayaking, if that makes sense. I've been kayaking with friends in their backyard, if their backyard happened to be on a lagoon or the bay and such. But this is my first time going somewhere with the plan to go kayaking. And it was definitely a ton of fun. Really enjoyed it. Had some nice views out there on the water um, of downtown West Palm. So a nice little view. The only thing I have to say, crazy workout. Not, not, nothing difficult should I say, but if you're not used to it and you're not built up for it, kayaking can be, man, I can see why people, a lot of people don't do it because you go out there for five, 10 minutes and you're like, I'm done. Like I want to turn around and come back in. But we were out there for about an hour and I came back and I was white. So I'm definitely going to be going again. Had a ton of fun. I saw a lot of people out there paddleboarding too, which I've done that before. I did it. I think I've done it once or twice and that's fun too, but I think I really want to get into kayaking. That's, that's the thing I think I'm going to do next try and go out for the summer. Well, my buddy Sean actually bought kayaks. I don't know if he's using them, so maybe <laughs> maybe we have to go take it out of his garage, see if he notices. It's like, I still got his tennis racket that he doesn't know about, so <laughs> got to keep that on the DL. Don't let anybody know about those. But in all seriousness, kayaking was a good time. Um, just had a great time down in Florida. Always love going down there, especially at the end of the school year. Gives me something to look forward to at the end of the semester. When you start having those final exams creep up on you and you got to start grinding a little bit more, planning a vacation for the end of a semester might be the best thing you can do for yourself. Even if you're out of school, planning a vacation for, let's say, at the end of the big busiest time of year at work or after a big project you did at work, it's perfect. It's the thing you need. It's the only thing that you can do for yourself that really can help you reset the scales. And I, I would do it all the time. I like to do that right after school ends and then usually winter break you know because you have the fall semester going from september to december right before christmas you have the christmas holiday season and then boom go out for a week even five days go somewhere three days four days but it doesn't matter just go somewhere do something and it's a nice reset which is what i use it as and it's always fun so anything i do i pretty much describe it as fun but if it wasn't fun i wouldn't tell you guys that so had an awesome time down there marlin's game good game you know the marlins and the marlins you know i i think they can be a competitive team the national league east they just need more pieces and they gotta start spending some money you know that's one thing with these teams in baseball where you have the miami marlins and the oakland a's who just aren't spending money and you can't be competitive nowadays if you don't spend money we go through the whole money ball argument you can make the argument about the tampa bay rays and how successful they are you got to spend at least some money I'm not saying going out there and be the Yankees and the Dodgers spending. I don't even know what their payrolls are. I think the Yankees isn't as high as it used to be, but the Dodgers, I think, is absurd at the moment. You don't need to spend that amount of money, but you got to spend something in order to compete with these teams, these upper echelon teams. If you don't spend, you're not going to beat them. So the Marlins, and that's exactly why Derek Jeter left the team, You know, left his management role or whatever he was doing, his CEO role. Because he realized that the owner wasn't going to spend the money on players that he thought that they should be getting to be competitive. And Jeets being the competitor that he is, I think made the right move in leaving. So that Marlins game, really good time. I love that stadium. Nobody goes to those games, though, which is the problem. They're down in 
right by, it's pretty much in Little Havana, and you have nobody going to those games. It's a nice stadium. The team could be good. you got to get players to bring people into the stadium. Even so, if they bring in players, I don't know how successful the team would be attendance-wise, to be totally honest with you. Nobody's at these games. Even when good teams come in. Now, I know they were playing the Nationals, and the Nationals are brutal, but still, you got a guy like Juan Soto. You got these good guys coming, and nobody's coming to these games. We got to... The Marlins and baseball have to do something about that in order to increase attendance. It's the same issue with the Arizona Coyotes out in Arizona. Going to be playing out of Arizona State University's facility, which seats, I believe, maybe four to 5,000 people. Not forty to 50,000 people. Sits four to 5,000 people. An NHL team is going to be playing out of an arena that could seat less than 5,000 people is ridiculous in and of itself. Now, would I go to a game? Sure. I think it'd be a cool experience to go out to Arizona and see a game in an arena like that, but you can't have an NHL team playing out of an arena like that. It's an embarrassment for the franchise, and it's an embarrassment for the league, too. So, <sighs> embarrassment's a tough word for that, but I guess we have to see how it plays out next year, if they can draw in some students from ASU going to the games, maybe, and what they're going to do revenue-wise, but the NHL's got that problem, too. NHL, baseball, you don't really see it in football, because even football teams that suck, football is just such a moneymaker, football in the NFL are just such moneymakers, where you don't really have those poor teams per se everybody's spending usually around the same amount everyone's got that high-end quarterback people are paying guys in the nfl it's the nhl and the mlb that just those bottom teams just don't shell out enough money to get good players and i don't know what it is but if you're not shelling out money to get good players you're not going to get money from revenue from attendance from sponsorships and you're gonna be stuck in that same rut so that's one thing going down and seeing the marlins that always I always bring up this argument that these teams just spend, 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 develop your players, but spend it's a, you got to balance it you got to be good. You got to be competitive. Besides that, I got to talk about the NHL a little bit. NHL playoffs so far have been amazing. Now the Rangers are in the midst of a series with the hurricanes has been a good series with the home team winning every game thus far. Game six is tonight. I'm actually recording this on Saturday. So We'll see. Hopefully this I get this out tomorrow on Sunday for everybody to listen to. But I'm hoping the Rangers pull it out and force a Game 7 on Monday. If not, I'm going to be disappointed in the Rangers. But uh, disappointed in this outcome for the Rangers. I'm not disappointed in this team. This team, for me, they achieved. You know, they, they played well during the season. They've done their thing in the postseason coming back from 3-1 down to Pittsburgh. They were down 2-0 to Carolina and tied the series at 2. They're fighting. They're a fighting team, and you like to see that, and you like to see the young guys producing, and that's what we can hope for as Ranger fans. Hopefully, this is a good experience for them to keep winning down the line, but by no means am I saying the Rangers are done. I want the Rangers to go all the way, and I'm going to be disappointed if they don't, but you got to sit back and be a real little, just a little realistic here. They're a good team, and I hope they keep going, but these teams, Colorado's really good. Tampa's won two cups in a row. They want to get that third, and they don't want to give up the title. So we got to see how this series with Carolina plays out, and I'm, I'm rooting for them. Ryan Reeves is grinding out there on the fourth line. People have been giving him shit, but Ryan Reeves is out there playing the first line. It's got to wake up a little bit, but big things hopefully tonight. I'm hoping the Rangers put up four or five goals tonight and don't even make this a game. I hope they score quick, score early, and take the lead and go from there. 
But overall, the NHL playoffs have been amazing. You've had uh, the Battle of Alberta between Edmonton and Carolina. Um, not Carolina, I'm sorry, Calgary. Great series. Great series. It only went five, five, six. I think it went five games. I think Edmonton beat them four to one or went six, but I think it was a five game series. Goal score left and right. One game, nine, six, five, three scores. They're scoring goals. The goaltending was horrendous. Don't really need to talk about Mike Smith and uh, I don't know who, who is Carolina's goalie at this point. I don't know if it's uh, Markstrom. Might be Markstrom. I couldn't even tell you, but either way, two irrelevant goaltending performances from both sides. Mike Smith has the capability to be a very good goaltender, but he's just not at the moment. He's either on or he's doing dumb shit, like letting in goals from the other side of the ice. So I don't know how far Edmonton can go with that, how far they're going to make it. They have the offensive power for sure. With McDavid and Dreisaitl having, I think, 52 points combined in 12 games, which is absurd in and of itself. But like the, the main thing, why I'm bringing this up, not to, not to get too into the stats here, is that the NHL playoffs have been amazing. Every game is intense. You're involved in every game, and I love it. On the complete opposite end of the spectrum, you have this year's NBA playoffs. I consider myself a basketball fan. I'm a Knicks fan, so it's kind of tough at the moment to be a basketball fan. But I am a basketball fan. And I became a basketball fan, Um, I forget exactly what year it was, but it was during the year of the NHL lockout. So the NHL and NBA, obviously, they're playing during the same time of the year. So I've always just been a hockey guy, watching hockey. I grew up playing hockey, so I've watched it. I've been a Rangers fan my whole life, and I never really watched basketball because I'd always watch hockey. And my parents weren't into it, so there was no real thing for me to get into basketball. And then cue the NHL lockout, where nothing was on TV. It wasn't baseball season. I am a huge football fan myself, but football's once a week. They play on Sundays. You know, it doesn't it doesn't consume the whole week for me, so I needed something to watch during the week. You can only watch so much, you know, Sports Center as however old I was, but you can only watch so much Sports Center until it becomes repetitive. And if there's no NHL lockout, what's on Sports Center? The NBA. And especially now, the NBA and LeBron. Now LeBron wasn't all over Sports Center then, even though even though that may be hard to believe, because he is all over Sports Center now. So I'm just saying it wasn't as bad that I remember back then. But the NHL goes into a lockout, started watching the NBA. And that was the year with the Knicks with Lynn Sanity. Jeremy Lynn coming on, being hot for that three, I think it was two, three-week stretch where he was just untouchable. Everybody loved him. He got this absurd contract at the end of the year from the Houston Rockets and sucked after that. Nobody's heard of him since. I think he did win a ring, though. I think he got an NBA championship ring when he was in Toronto with the Raptors. I could be wrong on that, but I think he did. But that's how I got into basketball. Lynn Sanity in the NHL lockout. So I watch basketball. I've been watching basketball ever since. I watched the regular season. I watched the postseason. And up until this year, I have loved it. I have loved every second of basketball games that I've watched. You know, it's just been competitive. At least I think it's been competitive with these top teams, at least in my opinion. But this year, there is zero competitiveness in these playoffs. There is blowout after blowout after blowout. And none of these games have piqued my interest at all. I can't say one game. I have watched minutes of NBA basketball games this postseason. I have not sat down and watched a full NBA postseason basketball game this season. I have not. From opening tip to the final buzzer, I have not watched a full game. And that's because, to be brutally honest, they've been boring. All these games have been boring. 
the Brooklyn Nets got swept. Now, game one of that series, awesome game. Jason Tatum hitting the game-winning layup at the end of regulation like that. That's awesome. Did I watch the first half of that game? No, because I'm just disinterested in all these playoff games. You have blowouts. Game seven blowouts. Teams coming into a game seven and getting their doors blown off. A do-or-die game. And guys are showing up like they don't care. The NBA is just full of that I-don't-care attitude. The I'm-in-it-for-myself attitude. And to be totally honest, I'm sick and tired of it. I don't care what these NBA players think. I don't care about their personal opinions on subjects not having to do with basketball. I don't care what they do off the court. I want to see them go on the court and perform. I'm watching the NBA to see that, to see offense, to see defense. And people might criticize me on that. People might go into this like, we need more offense. We need more offense. The NBA does not need more offense. In fact, the NBA needs less offense. I wouldn't be surprised if in the next five to 10 years, if the NBA just had teams stop playing defense to me, to be real. And that's a real, you know, that's something that wouldn't surprise me at all. I would not be surprised. I joke a little with that, but it's true. You watch these games now. Where is the defense? Postseason basketball, sure. There might be a little bit more defense than you see during the regular season. The regular season, defense is non-existent. And for certain players, defense isn't a word during the regular season. It's during the postseason where they start to play defense because it's the end of the season and we got to get that title. During the regular season, what? These guys are tired. They don't want to play D. They are elite athletes. Play defense. Play the game. I don't want to see you bitch and complain. I need a rest day. I need an off day. I'm tired. You are making millions of dollars to play in the NBA. Play the game. And that goes for any sport with off days and blah, blah, blah. Baseball is a little bit different with the off days because they play 162 regular season games a year. Guys need a break. You know, you're playing pretty much every day with a few off days sprinkled in from April to September. That I understand. Guys are going to get hurt. You know, they're playing more games. The NBA is a a grind too with an 82-game regular season. But resting, I don't, I, it's just a complete turnoff for me when these players are complaining about all this. I understand the whole argument with the back-to-backs in the NBA and the NHL where teams don't like it. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. That's the fault of the league, in my opinion. That's the scheduling of the league. That's the commissioner. Whoever's doing the scheduling for the NBA, that's on them. There shouldn't be back-to-backs in pro sports. You play an 82-game season, you got to have some level of rest. And I know I just complained about the whole resting thing, but it's it's the back-to-backs where I understand it. It's when guys, when they have that day in between or even two days in between, where they'll take a game off to stretch it to four or five ga- four or five days in between games for them. Players, I I can't stand it. It's like this prima donna attitude. And it's not everybody. It's not the whole NBA. It's just select situations, which have turned me off from the game a little bit. And leading into this postseason just left me disinterested. And I really don't want to sit back and dedicate my time to watching NBA games. Because like I said, I'm a Knicks fan, but... I'm a basketball fan. I like watching good basketball. I like watching good hockey, good baseball, good football. Even if my team's not in it, I'm still going home to watch games. Usually during the postseason, no matter what sport it is, even if it's not my team, 
it's into my schedule. I'll be, uh, for example, if I, if the Rangers weren't in the playoffs this year and there was a game seven between, let's say, Edmonton and Calgary from this past series, I'd want to watch that game. You know, I'd try and be home to watch that game. I wouldn't cancel plans or anything of the like if I had plans already, but if I was making plans, I'd be like, yeah, I'd go out, but I want to be home at 9.30 to watch that game. It's going to be a good game. And the NBA is just not doing that at all for me this postseason. The Eastern Conference Finals um, between the Heat and the Celtics haven't wrapped up yet. We know the Golden State Warriors are going to be in the finals. I'm going to be real. I don't know if I'm going to watch a game. I I don't know if I'm going to watch a minute of that series, to be honest. I might tune in. I might jump in and, you know, check out the stats on SportsCenter, check out the highlights, but I'm not rushing home to watch the NBA Finals this year. I'm just not. I'm not interested. I don't care about it. And it sucks because I want to be. I want to be. You know, I want to watch these games. I want to enjoy good basketball, good sports. The league itself has just become such a turnoff. So I don't know what they can do to fix it. I don't know if they can fix it. For me, I'm much more of a college basketball fan at this point. Going to Rutgers, watching Rutgers. I just love the college basketball vibe, the experience of going to a game. Even though I wish I went to more games down at the rack. But just watching games, watching a program be built up from square one to the bottom. um, Square one all the way up to where Rutgers is now. It's cool to see a program be built. Unlike these teams where you, you know, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. They're bringing in these guys that just don't don't hustle, don't play the game right, and it's it's just a turnoff. I'm going to keep saying it. You know, the NBA has been a turnoff for me this season. Now, it could just be one season, but I, I don't know. I don't know if it is. I don't know if this is going to be the way the game is turned into or what the game is turned into, but the NBA has got to do something because I want to see the ratings for this NBA postseason. I want to see them with all these blowouts. I'm telling you, I would put money on that the ratings have been down significantly. Not even just slightly. I'd say significantly these ratings have been down. While I would bet that the NHL has been significantly up because these have been good games, good series, good players, you know, all good things coming from the NHL. And the NBA is just not doing that. So I hope they could fix it. I hope it changes. Like I said, I want to sit down and watch these games, but they they just got to do something, you know. So we'll see. NBA Finals are going to be starting up soon. The NHL Conference Finals are going to be starting up soon. Big thing other than sports that I want to touch on before I go into the weigh-in segment with Jason today is the Obi-Wan Kenobi series coming out on Disney+. Plus. Already came out on Disney+. Plus. So no spoilers. I'm not spoiling anything for those of you that didn't listen, so don't turn this off. You know, I want you guys to listen to the rest of the episode. But first two episodes, I enjoyed. I did like them. I want to see where the series goes from here. For me, I finally have caught up on peak Star Wars. I've watched all the movies. I watched the Clone Wars. Haven't finished Rebels yet on Disney Plus, but I'm getting there. So I'm caught up enough to watch Kenobi, and it was good. I'm glad I watched the movies because if I didn't, I would not know what's going on. So definitely go check that out because I'm going to be talking about that soon. Like I said, I'll give everybody that fair spoiler warning if I talk about it in a few weeks, but it's not going to be anytime soon. So you guys got nothing to worry about. Go check that out. Let me know what you guys think about it because I love it. You can always hit in my DMs and we can talk about whatever you want. We can talk about the NBA, how shitty it's been. We can talk about how good the NHL's been. We can talk about Obi-Wan. Talk about really anything. Just slide into the Red Letter Day podcast DMs. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. If you want to come on and talk about it, let me know. You are more than invited to come on this microphone. So with that being said, nothing else for today. Just wanted to hop on. You know, I had to talk about the NBA right there for a little bit. Just let you guys know. 
But now we got to go into the weigh-in segment with Jason. Another good one this week. So last week, we uh, read a nice story. Uh, two weeks ago at this point. We had a nice little funny one there. So this week's might even be funnier. So we're going to keep going. And for Jason coming on in the weigh-in segment, I want to let everybody know. If you guys see a story out there on Instagram, Reddit, Facebook, and you guys want to read it to me and see my reaction and we can judge it, send me a DM and you can come on. You know, we can hop on a Zoom. We could do our little 10, 15-minute thing and just get an opinion out there because I want to see what you guys think and I want to know and see some funny stories out there. So don't be afraid to reach out. Anybody's always welcome on this microphone. As I said two minutes ago, as I said two episodes ago, I'll keep saying it. This microphone is always open to whoever wants to do it. We're coming into the weigh-in segment now, so let's get ready. And here we go. So we're back here with another weigh-in segment, joined again by Jason Sobaldo, coming in two weeks in a row now for the weigh-in segments. You must have a good story to tell me on this Listen, one. I got a great one. Controvert- uh, I don't know controversial as much as wild, but I'm excited to hear your take. It is a wild story, to say the least. All right. I'm excited to see it. I haven't seen you since the Doctor Strange movie. Uh, no, no spoilers here, but definitely, definitely one worth watching. Wild movie. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Cause I, I, I'm still, I'm floored. It's, it was crazy. Even, a, even like almost a week later here. Crazy. I'm promising no spoilers for at least the next two, three weeks, but in a few weeks, you guys got to have watched this movie. So yeah. get on it, go see it. We'll talk about this one soon. But T-Balls, go ahead. What's the story you got today? All right. So our title here is, am I the asshole for telling my son he has to take his clothes to the laundromat? Um, all right. So, uh, my wife and I have a 20 year old son, Jake, Jake's personal hygiene when it comes to clothing has taken a steep nosedive over the last year or so he showers regularly, but he will only clean his clothes once a month, sometimes even longer than that. Did you say once a month? Yeah, bro. I <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> and it's never an overly full basket. So he's literally wearing the same dirty clothes, including underwear and socks over and over again. Uh, we've tried to talk to him about how this can affect his health and asked if he's feeling depressed or needs to talk to someone, but he insists he's fine and he just doesn't have time slash want to run the washer every week. Towards the end of the month, he smells awful, no matter how often he showers. Since he's an adult, we can't force him to do his laundry more often, and my wife won't even go near his bedroom and do it for him, nor should she have to. Here's the current issue. Whenever Jake does uh, whenever Jake does eventually end up doing his laundry, the machine ends up stinking like, I don't know, a sewer, rotting flesh, something terrible that I can't even describe. Afterwards, uh, and my wife has to run two clean cycles. This, One sounds like a, this, this already sounds like an entitlement issue. That, that's what yeah. I see already. Yeah, this I'm, I already made your concerns, right? But it, it gets worse. It gets worse. So he goes, afterwards, and my wife has to run two clean cycles, one with bleach and one with a washing cleaning pod just to get the smell out before we can use it again. <laughs> Side note, I, you got to really stink things up, man, if the washer itself smells. That's the thing that cleans That's up. bad. That's bad. <laughs> um, so if she doesn't clean it, our clothes will smell like that. So it takes four hours to basically reset our machine every time he does his laundry. We told Jake that if he continues to insist to only do laundry once a month, then he will need to start taking it to the laundromat because we refuse to continue to have to sanitize our machine because he doesn't want to do it more often. We feel this is a fair compromise to extend the life of our washing machine and our sanity. Jake works full time and doesn't pay any type of rent so that he can save up for his own place and he has a car. 
There are three laundry mats within a five minute drive from our house. So it's not like we're making him go far to do laundry or that it's something he wouldn't be able to afford. And if he were to if he were to start being more responsible and clean his clothes on a weekly basis, it wouldn't even be an issue to let him use the machine. But his clothes are so disgusting. We're concerned about what else it might be doing to our washer other than leaving a hard permeating smell. (laughs) Jake told my parents, so Jake's grandparents, and they think we're assholes and told Jake to bring his clothes to them and his grandmother will wash them for him. And Jake is currently not speaking with us. I don't feel like we're assholes, but my wife is hurt and started to consider backing down. So she wanted me to post. Are we assholes for making our adult son take his laundry to the laundromat instead of using our home washer? 100% not the asshole. Oh, not, 100%. not the assholes at all. Like for the kid, when they specified that he has a full, he's full-time job. Is that what they said? Yeah. He's working full-time. He's working full-time. He's got a car. He's, 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 he's in a good shape otherwise. They're helping him out. They're luckily paying for everything. So that's nice of them. Asking to do the laundry elsewhere should be the least of that kid's concerns. Exactly. And, and, and just to, to, they, they added an, an edit down here at the bottom, just pretty much saying uh, Jake works hard, a lot of friends, social around the house, takes care of his own bills, uh, just hates doing laundry, he says. Uh, so I, I think clearly not the asshole here. I, so that's I his, watching, his one vice, his one issue is the washing machine. Uh, not which is a which is a wild vice to have out of all the vices you can have. Like you can't, you can't do the wash. Like it's not like washing your clothes. Like, come on. Yeah. Do you realize you smell like shit? Like, like I don't like, understand. I, like here, here's the thing, right? Like not that any of it's difficult, right? But of the washing the clothes, the most time consuming thing isn't actually washing the clothes. Like it's folding them. So even just get them in the washer, you know what I mean? And take them out dry. Like, and don't, you know what I mean? Like I, I just feel like you can at least get them in and get them out the washer. You know, especially that now no time. you put them in the washer, you drop a Tide Pod in and you hit mm-hmm. start. You put it yeah. in the dryer, you hit, we throw in your little, whatever the, yeah, the, the, the whatever you throw in there, the, yeah. sheet, the sheets <laughs> called the bounce, the <laughs> bounce you sheet, not the bounce you was like a, whatever, the bounce sheet, whatever the hell. Yeah. You put it in, you hit start. Like you said, fold yeah. in the clothes is the most time consuming thing. But if you don't like doing that, you know, I've heard of some people I forgot if somebody told me this or if this was another story that I saw, but some people just have like a dirty clothes hamper and like a clean clothes hamper. They just won't hang anything up. Yeah. So even if you don't want to fold them, just do that. It'll take you. Not ideal, but better than what we got going on. (laughs) No, not the ideal, but better than that situation. Yeah. So parents totally not the asshole. I'm Mm. not going to say, I'm not going to say he's the asshole because with that edit, them saying he's a good kid, he does his own bills. He has friends. So overall seems like a decent guy. Just, Mm. I go wash your clothes at a laundromat. That's what yeah. I would say. And, and last, last thing to note, right? Like it's, it, he's, he's living at home. Right. So like, you know, ha- having lived in a dorm at one point, like that's a little, you got to go down the stairs. You got to like fight for washing machines. That's a little bit more of a problem. If you're at home and the washing machines there, like there's no easier way to do wash. Like there's no barriers to this washing machine. None at all. Um, like other college, big- it's different to wash once a week in college is a different once. I even, once a month's a stretch. You got at yeah. least once a week when you're in college. Yeah, no, it, it, I mean, and I'm saying, I, I, you know, obviously I still wash my clothes once a week when I was at college at <laughs> least. Uh, but uh, but it's at least, it's a little bit more of a process. This is no process involved at all. It couldn't get easier. It literally couldn't get easier for him. Um, other big takeaway I had, 
he's headed to his grandparents to wash the clothes. And my first thought when I read this story is this grandma is in for a surprise because she doesn't know what's coming. She's probably thinking this is a normal basket of clothes. They're coming to get washed. I don't know why they won't wash the clothes because she's probably heard the, the wrong end of this story. And to say the least, I was right because there's an update for this one. So I'm going to get right. Update, update with the grandma? Update after the grandma. I want to hear. Go ahead. I got to hear this. Go ahead. Here we go. So first of all, he starts it off. I I should have said this is posted by uh, throwaway. Am I the asshole dad? That's the that's the username. I should have mentioned that in the first one. My apologies. Another Um, throwaway account. These people can't be found out. They're trying to stay safe. Listen, you can't be the asshole if you're anonymous because then it's not associated with you. So I think (laughs) that that's clearly what's going on here. That's the Um, uh, you can't have COVID if you don't get tested (laughs) argument. (laughs) Exactly. Same exact thing. Um, All right. So. He starts it off with, I appreciate all the comments and judgments received. I felt I should provide an update as it's been nearly a month and another wash day for Jake has come and passed. Many of you mentioned to just let my mother do his laundry and she'd find out why we banned him from using our washer. And you were right. I was not present when he brought his laundry to her house, but she called me directly after saying that her and Jake got into an argument because she kept asking him what was wrong with him and why he would wear such dirty clothing. She apparently asked if he was depressed, if he needed help, etc. In the end, he yelled at her that nothing is wrong and he doesn't understand why everybody is, and I quote, at him all the time over some, again, quote, goddamn clothes he he's <laughs> no this kid, this is entitlement this is entitlement i take it back this kid is an asshole as soon as he throws in the goddamn clothes it's gone off the rails don't curse it's, at grandma grandma do not curse at grandma there's no grandma didn't do anything grandma this was this was the the rudest present grandma could have gotten she Grandma's just had taken all that kid's anger you know at least yell at your parents don't yell at grandma She's trying to help you too. Like she's offering oh, for you to do the God. laundry. This kid's an uh, asshole. Keep going. Keep going. So he said he feels like laundry is pointless. He doesn't, and I quote, shit or pee himself. And he's not doing manual labor and getting everything dirty. So he doesn't understand why it even matters. And he took his still dirty clothes and left grandma's. When he came home a few hours later, his clothes were clean. So I'm assuming he must have taken them to a laundromat. Later that night, he told his mother and I that he has decided to move in with a friend whose roommate is leaving at the end of the month and that he's tired of us being in his business and lecturing him about, and I quote, dumb shit that doesn't matter. Uh, I love my son, but to be honest, I feel relieved. I do think, as many of you pointed out, that we were coddling him a bit and we were starting to worry about his ability to function as an independent adult if things stayed the same much longer. I think that having a roommate will force him to take more responsibility for his own cleanliness and maybe give him an idea of what it's like to coexist with adults who aren't family. I mentioned if uh, I mentioned in my comments that my wife and I were planning to sell the house and make a move in the next few years. But with Jake deciding to move out, we think now is actually a good time. The market is red hot. Her job announced their downside in the office and anyone who wants to permanently work from home is welcome to. And my employer has a couple openings coming out up out west that would make a good fit for me. And they're always happy to work with people who want to relocate. Once Jake moves out, we're going to assess the state of his room, fix some things up and list it, appliances included. My wife is worried about leaving Jake, but I think she has come to acknowledge that he needs to do this and that ultimately, if anything were to happen, we'd be a plane right away. 
Plus, it will undoubtedly take a few months to get the house ready to sell and a new job lined up. So he should be more established in his new place by the time we move. Again, I appreciate all the advice we received and the reality checks. This was surprisingly helpful. Another quick edit. He said, just wanted to throw a real quick edit because I see a few people judging us for moving. I want to be very clear. We are not moving to, quote, run away from our son. It has always been our intention to leave New York and move somewhere warmer. Once he got his own place, we just anticipated on him staying a couple more years to save more money for his own apartment slash house. This has been something we've been planning for the last decade, but his decision and the knowledge that my wife won't have to spend time looking for a new job somewhere else has sped up this process. Also, some seem to be under the impression that we can somehow force Jake into therapy. We cannot. He may be our child, but he is legally an adult. We are not able to make him go to the doctors or see a therapist, and he is refusing uh, or refuting that there is anything wrong. You can't bakers act someone for wearing dirty clothes and not wanting to do laundry. All we can do is repeatedly ensure him that we support him if he needs to speak to someone. We've already offered to pay for therapy. Uh, take him to therapy, attend therapy with him if he wants it. He insists there is nothing wrong with him and he just hates doing laundry. We don't know how we could have raised him in a way to avoid this because this problem didn't arise until he became a full-fledged adult, maybe because he knows we can't ground him if he doesn't clean his clothes or something. I don't know. But I understand that some people will still place blame on us regardless. I'd love to hear some actual explanation on what you would, would have done differently other than therapy or doctor, because again, he will not go and we cannot force him. That is the end. So absolutely therapy. I don't think the kid needs it. Like if like the only thing that it seems he doesn't like to do is wash his clothes. It's so weird to me, man. I, it's so weird of all so the things. I don't think, I don't think he needs therapy. I think that's like misguided from the parents trying to push, push him into that. But it seems like they kind of backed off where they're not really pushing him. And he's I, mean, supporting I, him I understand. Cause I mean, you see in this and it seems like someone, uh, I guess that's, uh, you know, a, a trademark like sign of depression would be someone not taking care of themselves. Is. But I mean, he's taken care of everything else, which is such such of the weird part. You know what I mean? Like everything else in his life seems to be going well, except this day. He calls it goddamn laundry. I, you know, I, I can't get over that. Do not curse your grandma. She's trying poor, to help you. Poor grandma heard this sob story, right? Oh, they won't let me do the laundry at their house. They're such assholes. He shows up with this rotten batch of clothes and poor grandma's got to deal with the aftermath of his rage. I, I just don't, I don't know. Poor grandma, man. Poor grandma. So the dad, was the dad writing this story? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So for a second, the dad had me going, this kid's an asshole based on him, like yelling at his grandma. But mm-hmm. then the dad kind of like backtracked it more for me by saying he was trying to push him into therapy a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I could see where the kid's getting a little agitated at that. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. It should still be yeah. washing his clothes. And if it's affecting the rest of the household, then go to the laundromat. But it resulted in him moving out, getting his own yeah. place. And now the parents are moving cross wherever they're moving to. Yeah. Out West. It sounds like cross country considering they're in New York and they're moving somewhere warm. So yeah. If he said like out, we should have just said like New York to Cali, but then yeah. it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. I think overall there's no assholes in this situation. They got what they wanted. He's not washing their clothes there. They can move complete their life plan a few years early yeah and as long as the kid's happy living with his friends he's fine he could smell yeah. like shit with that kid and have that listen kid that, that that poor kid man he doesn't know my, he doesn't my know biggest, what he's in the he doesn't know what is in store my biggest concern regarding the situation 
and, and the only thing that I, I understand, uh, obviously, I don't blame him for wanting to move. That's always been their plan. I think you got to wait a couple months because I think this kid's going to end up with nowhere to live quick once this roommate smells him a month down the road and kicks him out. I think this kid might be on the street. You move too quickly. So grandma, I, he'll be back with grandma. He'll be, listen, I, that bridge, that bridge with uh, that bridge with grandma might be burnt because like I, I don't I yelling at grandma about the laundry. That that would be a last straw if I was a grandma. <laughs> I just want to, I went, does it tell you that, does it give dates on these stories? Yeah. So, um, this one was 20 days ago. They posted this, uh, the original, so not the update. The update was 20 days ago. The original was two months. Um, I'm, I don't believe there's been any updates since. Oh, so this is a pretty um, active situation. This is occurring right now. Um, yeah, his, his latest, uh, his latest update was that one 20 days ago. He hasn't posted anything since then. So that, that was as recent as it gets. Um, this, this is an active washing machine situation. Here's here's the key. Here's the key, right? It's only been 20 days. We know that he had just got back from the laundromat. So we haven't come up on that month yet. We're not there yet. We're only 20 days in. The clothes, I'm sure, some of them probably already smell very bad. But I'm sure the clothes are really starting to smell bad now. We're in that 20-day window. Things are going to be downhill quick. And I have a feeling, hopefully, in a future segment, we, we get a chance to revisit this because I'd, lo- I'd love another update on this one because I'm curious to see where this goes with this roommate. I'd love to check this out. So hopefully two or three weeks from now, we can revisit this. This was definitely, this, we, this was worth it. This is a good one, Seaballs. I'm glad you found this, this one. Yeah, this one, listen, not controversial. Not 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 the most controversial, am I the asshole? Uh, uh, but definitely a wild one. One that leaves you scratching your head. No, one that just, you don't think about stuff like that. So, you know, hopefully next week we get some other Good stories coming in here. That's it for you, T-Balls. You know, that's all I got. I hope that's all you got. Anything else? No, I'm, I'm all good. It was a I was blast being say, on I, here, though. I, I don't think this. I don't think there's much else you can say after that one. No, no I'm speechless. <laughs> so that's wrapping up this episode of the Red Letter Day podcast. As always, check this out wherever you do listen to your podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you may listen. Be sure to check us out on YouTube and Instagram as well. Also on Facebook and TikTok. Be sure to check out that TikTok. I love posting TikToks. I got to get on there more, T-Bolts. I'm going to have you on. Uh, the TikTok's great. You got <laughs> to make sure you go follow it. Some great stuff on there. So we, we're getting some more TikToks. We're working on that. But for now, those are our takes. Love them or hate them. We're going to keep making them. Stay safe. And we'll see you on the flip side.